Welcome to Ignite Radio Live, welcoming you to the unveiling of summer. But we are very blessed tonight to have our guest, Connor Flanagan. Very excited. And uh, how appropriate that we are approaching the Feast of the Trinity, Feast of the Holy Trinity. And again and again, we are told the future of humanity passes by way of the family. The family exists to make God's love known. God designed husband and wife, not just by chance or to do what they want to do, but he blesses us to be blessers. He blesses us to make God who is love known. It's only possible by the total self-gift of persons. And we're so excited to be fixed on August 8th, the very first time, very first Ignite Catholic Family Festival. Last year we had nearly 50 Ignites, 13 locations throughout the diocese of Toledo. And it's spreading throughout the country. Really, a lot of folks are expressing a lot of interest in Ignite. There's an awakening that this faith that we're called to is meant for more than just that moment, but meant to open up a door to a kind of relationship with Christ that is ongoing, the breath of life, the Holy Spirit's breath of life breathing into us. And uh, all of that has a lot of us saying, gosh, let's just gather together. Family isn't just husband and wife and their kids. It can be empty nesters. It can be mom with kids. It can be dad with kids. It can be just dad. It can be just mom. We are all part of the family. The nuclear family, husband, wife, children, is really a template of the church. It's a template of all of us. Called, We are persons called to give ourselves away, fashioned with love and the capacity to give ourselves away in love. So again, you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live. Very excited to be with, with you. We never did the with. With Connor Flanagan. I said that. I had the bro going. And Greg and Stephanie Schleter. True. Uh, right now, by the way, lift up the Ignite going on at uh, St. Jerome and Walbridge which is for the entire deanery. They're very excited that uh, they have said yes, and it's a monthly thing. And um, we're so excited at the number of Ignites throughout this whole Northwest Ohio region. So check it out again at massimpact.us, massimpact.us. Sign up for that Ignite Catholic Family Festival, more than a moment, a movement. And now on to our reading. Of course, I have to do a special shout out with that lead in about Holy Trinity to our friends uh, at Holy Trinity Parish in Swanton, and also down south, being somewhat of a newbie, I'm not even sure the area, but Father John Miller's neck of the woods. Mm. Um, so pray for those parishes uh, who claim the Blessed Trinity as their uh, patron of sorts. Good call. So with that, now I shall, my love, proclaim the gospel, which is from Matthew this coming Sunday. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. A great reading, and just to be candid, as parents who are parents of six wonderful children, age 17 down to 10, but we all know that uh, family sometimes is a Bethlehem kind of thing. You'll hear us say that word a lot also. It's not a five-star hotel. It is sometimes a smelly stable, often more than not. And you know what? That's okay. God designed it that way. He was born into Bethlehem. 
And it seems often he fashioned us of this poverty, right? This incompleteness. So we'll be impelled toward him who is complete. So the tie-in from the reading is this word disciple, right? Go and make disciples. And um, as parents, you know, as our children are getting older, we're wanting them to do more than just memorize or learn the right actions or responses. Certainly to know the truth of our faith, the contour of love, we call it. Some people diminish that and speak of the rules, and they kind of speak disparagingly. Don't we see that today, the rules? But uh, as Chesterton said, we really can't break the rules. We can only be broken by them. The rules are the contour of love. But anyways, as our children get older, it's so important that we are forging in them the compass, right, themselves, that it's not mom's and dad's faith, but that they start to own it and recognize that the the quote-unquote rules, this contour of love, you know, we can't shape, we can't determine it. It's determining us. It shapes us. And uh, generally, the Catholic Church gets a bad rap because of its quote-unquote rules, but who's there to pick up the pieces when we go against the rules? All of us, right? We've all broken, if you will, the divine law. We're all sinners. And when we fall, we are broken by that. And who's there to heal, transform, forgive, revive us? We need to proclaim that, brothers and sisters, and do it without, if you will, reserve. We're all imperfect and incomplete, and we all need that transforming grace of Christ. Okay, so two kind of simple rules, if you will, um, we have offered to our kids as they're getting older and owning this. Um, The first is respectful candor, an opportunity to discuss and dialogue. But at some point, uh, I kind of joke that teenagers, the first teens that were put on this planet was the inauguration of the the law profession. They're lawyers by nature. They're wired to be that way. They're wired to think about things logically. And we got to encourage that and nurture that appropriately. So after that stage of respectful candor, talking about it, there comes a point at which, regardless of whether they understand it, Regardless of whether or not, you know, it makes sense or they like it, certainly, they have to have a grateful acceptance. And we kind of, you know, and our family need to kind of pronounce, all right, we've talked about this, and uh, you need to just understand our role as parents is to get you to heaven and to form your hearts and minds for Christ. And sometimes, and this is where the disciple thing comes in, we are going to be asked things of us that we don't like, that we don't understand. Which of us don't understand that in a job, in a marriage? In this world around us, again, presuming it is moral, it's in the realm of of the goodness of God, it's in the realm of what he reveals to be true, there are many things in our lives that we simply need to have a kind of grateful acceptance, a kind of trust in God. And I think this reading this Sunday, you know, the Holy Trinity that we are, you know, looking to invites us to avail ourselves, to set aside our own designs often, and to say, Lord, this is the nature of love. You revealed yourself. I don't entirely understand it, but I'm availing myself to you in your truth because you know what's best for me. And may my love be like that, a surrender of even my understanding um, for you. So let's begin tonight in prayer. And in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord Jesus, We are so blessed that on this very night, if we're listening right now, that you've called us to be disciples, to become what we are, sons and daughters of the Most High King in you, Lord. And we realize, Lord, that we are filled with debris, junk, stuff that stands in the way, and how often our hearts are ordered toward lesser things. And we acknowledge our desire to be conquered all the more fully, that our desires be geared toward you, that we look to you, Lord, and what you've revealed to us to be true. 
We desire, Lord, to be what we're called, which is disciples of you, to be disciplined. And we desire to be encouragement to everyone else who may be struggling with revelation right now in their life, to know that what you call us to, you provide for. Open our hearts tonight to receive your holy grace, to truly participate in you who are love, to make love known to the world. And we ask all of this in your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. You're tuned into Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie Schleter. We're celebrating the Holy Trinity. Very excited to have Connor Flanagan with us, who's going to be headlining our very first Ignite Catholic Family Festival. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with you on the other side with Connor Flanagan. Don't go away. That's enough for me. Because it's the simple things in life that keep reminding me of you. want to invite you to join us every day in setting aside just one minute to pray a simple prayer to the Holy Spirit. Join us now as we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For ourselves we pray. O most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For all families we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our church and our parish in particular, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our world, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's it. Pretty simple, but pretty powerful. Join the prayer at MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. Games are something you play with a board, not with a soul. Let's not sugarcoat this. Satan is getting many to join him through a door called pornography. That door is everywhere a device is. The consequences are devastating. If you or those you love don't have filtering on your computers or devices, you're playing games with souls. You're leaving the door wide open. Please join us now in shutting that door. Go right now to massimpact.us. Click on Covenant Eyes. You know, Mass Impact and Ignite has been gone across the Northwest Ohio now for, for months, and, and thousands of people, literally thousands of people in our diocese have experienced that love. We believe that he said what he meant and meant what he said when he proclaimed that his body is real food and his blood is real drink. Simply put, Mass Impact is a nonprofit movement seeking the heart of God in the very heart of his Catholic Church. Uh, people just keep kept coming and coming. Not just in a moment, but, but to surrender their entire lives. We desire our hearts to be moved by what moves His. And to see that happening monthly. We are responding to an urgent call at an urgent time. The recent Pope John Paul said, now's the time. This is the moment. We are taking big steps in faith throughout our diocese and beyond. I want to buckle my chin strap and take the field. And we are seeing tremendous growth. I mean, I'm just roused and emboldened mission to do something. We cannot do it alone. We need you right now. Please partner with us. Go to massimpact.us right now and click on the contribute tab. If you and I respond in faith right now, we will see souls in heaven who would not have been there had we said no. It was 
nothing short of amazing. Does it have that same kind of effect on you? Please go to massimpact.us and contribute. It's time to move. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live, broadcasting over the four stations of Annunciation Radio. And you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter. And? And we're very blessed to have with us tonight, Connor Flanagan. How you doing, Connor? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Very good. Thanks for being with us tonight, Connor. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I love the realism of this, Connor. Like, you, we're not just, you're not speaking with us from the comfort of your home. You're uh, you're en route. And I have to say, uh, you'll tell us in a second which airport you're in and where you're going. But, Steph, what is this reminiscent of? Justin Fatika, <laughs> right? We interviewed Justin Fatika. He was at Disney World or something, hiding around the corner from uh, some garbage can because his, his cell phone right, was, he was dying. Right, was charging it, yeah. And so it's, uh, you're in good company, Connor. So where are you and where are you going? So I'm, uh, I'm actually in just leaving uh, Virginia Beach. I had a, I was playing at the Catholic Underground event here uh, out of Paris uh, in the area. And so uh, another a couple of my very good college friends live here as well. So I got to see them for the weekend, play the, play the show at Catholic Underground. And uh, now I'm headed back uh, home to Minneapolis. Woo-hoo. Very cool. Now, you know, oh, sorry, hon. <laughs> you know, I just have first. to say, Connor, you are a graduate of... Um, Franciscan University of Steubenville, and I just love knowing how the witness that we have seen with so many people, you, your classmates, friends over the years in different realms who continue their connections Mm. um, and spreading the faith through music, through youth ministry staff, just it's awesome. So when you said you know, some buddies of yours down there, that's just awesome that that continues. You know, you certainly proclaim the gospel of going to out to all the world, right? That's just very cool. What a blessing. It, it really is. And I, I was just, as I was leaving, I was telling that to my friend, you know, Daniel, that it's just, it's awesome that I'm spoiled with music because I get to see and continue to build those relationships that started at Franciscan. And, you know, Daniel works for the diocese doing marriage and family life work, and his wife works for a parish, you know, directing their religious ed. So they're in the thick of it, too, and they'll to come together for a weekend. It's life-giving for all of us, really, to kind of refresh and regroup and, and then go back into our ministry. So That's um, awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to set the stage here, uh, Connor, and I'm just going to be very transparent with our audience, very candid. Uh, I've been blessed to know a number of what folks might call superstar musicians and uh, to see them early days to present day. Matt Marr would be one of them whom I was blessed to know before, during, and after. And, of course, now he's really hot on the scene. And, uh, uh, folks, I really think Connor Flanagan here. I believe is a superstar uh, in the making, and I mean on a secular stage, that his music is going to reach uh, big audiences. I really believe that. And um, the beauty of this is not simply that he has these gifts and talents that have, I believe, uh, a reach, a very popular reach, um, but that he's got a heart of gold. He's got a heart for Christ. Um, he's got a Catholic heart. And um, we're excited that he's going to be, we'll say, headlining our Ignite Catholic Family Festival on August 8th. And you're going to begin to hear, as we get closer to that date, more of the folks who will be at that great event. Again, I direct you to massimpact.us. But before we get too far, Connor, you didn't, you weren't conceived into uh you were conceived into an awesome family um, that was full of faith and all of that, but let's face it, it's a journey, right? Why don't you share with us a little bit about your Catholic journey, coming to where you're at right now in your faith? Yeah, so, so you said I was, I was incredibly blessed, still am, to have the family that I do have, and 
Uh, so I grew up uh, with an incredibly uh, authentic Catholic um, surrounding environment, family life, and that continued as I uh, just grew up. So even through grade school, through high school, um, into what kind of led me to Franciscan, and I think kind of my end of the my end of my high school years, my junior senior year, I went to an all guys Jesuit school in Cleveland, St. Ignatius High School, and mm-hmm. those two years probably were very pivotal for me. I got involved in leading some retreats and going on some mission trips, and where I kind of took what was surrounding me and given to me and, and handed down to me from my parents and, and other relatives and family members uh, and really made it my own. Um, and then just continuing to build upon that with my time at Franciscan, I had an, uh, probably one of the most transformative experiences in my life was living in community with about 30 or 40 guys uh, in what Franciscan calls households, which is pretty much like a Catholic fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, but our, our premise is prayer. We gather several times a week to pray together and have accountability and call each other on and um, and so that just continued that growth and that process. And um, and actually one of the guys I was staying with this weekend is a household brother of mine. So um, it was uh, that part, that community, that brotherhood is really what continued to, to solidify my faith and continue to call me on. And um, so I'm still in that. I'm still in that. I'm still pulling on those, you know, reaching out to those guys, reaching out to my family, um, to my girlfriend uh, to continue to give me support and to seek support in those areas that I needed to keep to keep growing and learning and, and becoming, uh, you know, a stronger follower, a more faithful Catholic. So, Connor, I, I want to just awesome. focus on the household thing for a second. You brought it up, and I think it's important not simply for Franciscan University, but an insight that um, then Father Michael Scanlon had that is applicable to many of us Catholics, and it's simply this. We may go to church and be faithful and seek God's grace, um, but he had this insight that the bigness of the numbers that you see in church lacks the kind of family, the word familiarity, the kind of connectivity of support and encouragement and accountability. And his insight uh, at that time presiding, inheriting a campus uh, that was really in demise, in decline morally and in yeah. every single way, uh, his, his one, many things he initiated, let's face it, just uh, a way of thinking about our faith. But a practical thing was simply to invite kids to come together in small groups to talk and to share their faith in meaningful ways. And, uh, you know, now we see, I'll just say, uh, our mass impact. We're aware that with parishes, we've got to find ways to encourage small faith-sharing groups. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a youth minister, too. That's kind of my full-time job as I'm continuing to pursue music. And I, you know, I'm so convicted that these small groups, these this community that I lived in changed my life and continues to change my life because it's a long-lasting relationship that you form with these men. Um, and I've seen that's the trend in youth ministries. That's the trend in parish life. Everyone's how can we get people in smaller groups to really build relationships that are long lasting, um, that are sincere, that are authentic, that are transparent, um, and that are, that are life giving. And, and it's happening all over the country. Like one thing, you know, my music takes me all over the place and I'm a part of all types of different ministries and parish parishes and everywhere. Everyone's moving in that, moving from a, the big events and the large groups are still important, mm-hmm. very much important, but um, to draw people into the heart of what that actually is, I think starting smaller and with more intentionality in this ministry and, and sharing what the Catholic life is all about uh, is having more of an, a positive effect right now. One of the words that you used, Sorry, Connor, ahead. was accountability. You know, can you touch on that? Because that is so key, I think, in us growing as intentional disciples. Yeah, I think we live in a world that is uh, constantly encouraging, you know, um, kind of being individualized, being closed in, being 
self-centered, you know, what can we do for ourselves now in the moment? And, um, and they don't encourage accountability. And I think if we're truly to be disciples, if we're true, truly to reach our potential as Catholics and, and get to heaven, uh, we need to, we need people who know us inside and out, who know the greatest things that we've done and who know the worst things that we've done and who can love us in both moments. Um, and, and call us on to greatness and holiness in both of those moments, you know? Right. Um, I think a lot of where we see our world going and what teens are struggling with, what I find myself struggling with is when, I, when I'm when i hiding things, mm-hmm. when um, when people are, are closed off to others, when, you know, it's, when everything's not in the light, you know? Um, so I think accountability is a huge part of that, that almost that first step mm-hmm. into that authentic Catholic lifestyle is having those people around you that call you on. So you came from a faith-filled family, and I'm just going to tell our audience, we're, we're blessed to know Connor in somewhat of a relational capacity. And let me see, my sister-in-law, so my brother's wife, Connor is my sister-in-law's nephew, and um, and very blessed at least once or twice to have him when we lived in Erie, Pennsylvania, with the troops, with his family, whom we grew up with uh, in Cleveland area with tech community and a lot of these life-giving faith-filled and, and endeavors. Um, and I think early on before Connor even had recorded his first album, we were blessed to hear some of it. And you know, what was really cool, um, was that he was surrounded by his younger sisters and little nieces and they all knew his music. And here we are on our back deck and, uh, they're all singing it with this joy and they're, they're songs of faith, catchy songs of faith, which is pretty cool. But before I get too far away, um, Connor, is it fair to say that there was maybe a moment or a season in which you came through, came from a place of faith as it's important, it's good, but I have to do it, to, gosh, my heart's been captured and I want to do it. I mean, I, I, I want to make the commitment to this small faith-sharing community called household. I want to pray. To tell us a little bit about that transition in your own life from you know have to to want to, to being captured. Yeah, you know, I I think I, I had lots of those moments. You know, I can speak to a moment that, um, you know, when I was in high school, I was in I took a trip to El Salvador and I saw just the um, how little they had or how joyful they were, and you know, where is that joy coming from? What's the reason for their joy? And so I was very convicted in the, in those moments in that mission trip of, you know, where this isn't about you know these commitments that I have to fulfill or these things that my parents have instilled within me that I have to do now, but like I, I see this as really having an impact on other people's lives. I, I, I want that, you know, and I had a lot of great teachers too that kind of led up to that time, that, that Ignatius that led, led up to that mission trip. So as I was learning, I took all of that knowledge I had learned into that mission trip type experience and that really kind of, you know, gave me that desire, okay, I really want to do this now. And then I had an opportunity to practically do that with leading a retreat my senior year. Mm. And then moving into Franciscan, I'd say, I just, I saw, I saw, you know, grown college, you know, college men, juniors and seniors who were just awesome men inside and out, passion, passionately about their, you know, active in their faith, um, who lived, you know, who had a lot of fun, you know, who were athletic, who were great musicians, you know, from all walks of life. And I was like, Lord, I want that. Like, wow. I want to be that, you know, why, how can I do that? How can I know you and, and still live an exciting, fun, adventurous life and pursue the things I want to pursue. And, uh, and it was through community, it was through household, you know, so there's a whole process you go through, but, um, to, to join a household and commit to one and, and partake in their events. But, um, I saw it lived out, um, in, in the lives of these men that were older than me. And I was like, Lord, I want what they have. Like, how do I get that? Um, 
and and that was kind of the big leap in the household, and then it's been a, a crazy, awesome journey ever since. I love your adjectives. Exciting, fun, adventurous Crazy, life. Crazy, awesome. <laughs> Add others. But just for our folks out there that, you know, when we're captured by God and we know that it's a journey, um, that there are moments throughout our life that take us ever deeper, that, you know, what a great adventure to trust in God who asks of us things that are beyond what makes sense often. But um, when you're with others— and you have that strength of brotherhood in your case. Um, this is the church. This is the church saying yes to things that just don't make sense. And then when you look back and you say, wow, look what, look what God has done in our lives. Um, so, Connor, I know that you're, you're a formidable basketball player. At least you were. I assume you're still probably uh, you know, you know, showing the teens when you get to play with them what's what on the basketball court. You know? um, so that was a, a gift that you were given. You were a star at St. Ignatius, and you played even at, um, at the collegiate level at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Um, and many other gifts, theology. You were uh, at Life Teen, I believe, down in Pittsburgh and other things. What? Um, how did music emerge as something that merited what you're doing right now, which is kind of a, you know, sort of an all-in, along certainly with the youth ministry, but certainly a prominent um, pursuit of yours? Yeah, you know, I think about that often because basketball was, you know, predominantly was such a large part of my life. Ever since I could walk, I'd have a ball in my hands. And, um, you know, you spend hours playing in college and you, or in high school, and then you want to play in college, so you spend even more time invested in it, and all of a sudden you're out of college and you're like, well, that was fun. You know, now what do I do with that? And, um, so it's weird to think something I've poured my life into for so long is, isn't there. Um, so that's a big part of my message when I'm working with kids and teens. Like, what are you investing in? Is it a worthwhile investment? You know, and then draw that back into a relationship with Jesus. But with music specifically, I think um, I've always had an ear for it. You know, we grew up in a Catholic family, that very Irish Catholic family. So we were playing you know, the tin whistle, the flute all of our lives and uh, played guitar in middle school. And I think I put it down in high school, picked it back up when I was at Franciscan, and, you know, it was funny that the way the Lord used, so I studied abroad in Austria for four months, and that was the longest period, I think, of my life that I've ever gone without sports, without playing basketball. Um, And it was in those four months that I had written my first song and performed my first song for some of my friends at a talent show while I was in Europe. and so it's kind of like the Lord removed me from not something that was bad at all. You know, basketball is great. I had a great career. I loved it. But just something that was consuming my life at that time and said, all right, we're going to take you out of that. You're going to have these four months of, of rest, of prayer, of adventure, of study in Europe. And, and also, you know, let's, let's really dive into this music piece of your life. And uh, so, I, you know, I had written my first song there. I, I had played it, and I kind of gathered a lot of momentum within the class over in Europe, and a lot of people kind of rallied behind it gathered behind it um, and so when I came back from that semester I was like wow maybe maybe I can do something with this because it was always you know I, maybe it's a long shot to say it's every little kid's dream but I'd say it's a, it's a fair dream of a lot of people that they want to be musicians you know or they want to be in the spotlight or they want to have a big impact on the world in some way and right. um, and I, but you just never think it's going to happen and I was like all right Lord well I'll, I'll take this song and a couple others that I put together and and uh, and put them on an album and it was very organic. You know, I really just put my first CD together for a very small group of kids that I had on a retreat one day. They really rallied behind the music, and I was like, all right, Lord, like, I want these kids to have this music. So um, I put a CD together, got it out there, and it just started gaining some traction. That was, that's kind of been the story even up until today, right now in the airport. You know, it's like, all right, Lord, these, I want these people to have it. I want this person to have it. I want to keep doing this, and if, if you're opening these doors, I'll keep walking through them. 
That's very, awesome. Cool. Very awesome. Uh, you're tuned into Ignite Radio Live, folks. And as you know, we say it again and again, and we hope it doesn't become cliche. We're about so much more than a moment, but a movement. We want to open the door to this great treasure of our faith, this Eucharist that spills over from our experience on Sundays, and hopefully as often as we can into our lives, that it's meant to be lived, that this season of Pentecost is meant to be breathed through us. And what a great gift to be able to have a CD that you can you know, listen in the background and and let's face it when you know it well enough that it kind of even flows in your soul as some of these songs have done for me hey connor cue up for us on this uh maybe it was your first cd close to you uh this song hello hey tell us about this song yeah so that was actually that was my second cd that was my first full-length album um and it's the title there's the the first opening track on the cd and that, uh, my mom always growing up said, uh, you know, we should never get out of bed. Our feet should never hit the floor until we've taken time to thank our creator for the day. And that's, mm. uh, you know, I think that first prayer in the morning is one of the most powerful we can say, because if we don't acknowledge our Lord, then, uh, how selfish are we that we're taken that day by storm on our own accord? And, uh, and so this song is just kind of, of, of about that, that kind of like my prayer in the morning is hello, hey, hallelujah, like an exciting, upbeat Lord. I'm excited for this day. It's a gift from you. I want to live it the best way I can. And, and the song kind of goes on to tell the story of how I experienced the Lord in the very simple things in life. And I think I've, I've, I've come to that place as I've been more involved in ministry, as my life has gotten crazier. Uh, the simple, quiet moments that also often don't last very long, um, but if I can be aware of them is when I really encounter our God. So from, you know, a beautiful rain coming down to a hot cup of coffee in the morning to just a moment of silence, uh, to a, the perfect song coming on the radio, different things like that. Uh, this this song just tells that story of, you know, Lord, I'm open, I'm aware, and I'm ready to experience you in the, in the simple things in life, uh, and I, you know, I'll this day for you. So it's, it's a, a catchy, happy, fun, prayerful song that uh, I, I really, really enjoy playing. Inspired by your mom's little wisdom. We love your mom. mom. Shout out to Terry Flanagan. (laughs) Woohoo! And you know what? What's really cool again for us in a special way, we've been privileged to to, uh, have some history with you guys. We've been out to your farm. You know, in the early days, we were part of what I don't know what you called it, cleanup day or something. And uh, we got to bring our children. Farm day. Farm day. Is that what it was? Do you remember the name of it, Connor? Mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys called it. Yeah, we we called them farm days. Okay. A lot of fun, uh, good property out there, and you had a number of animals. And all that to make the point that for our listening audience, um, what Connor sings about is very real. It's uh, it, it very much flows from his heart. It very much is um, the blessings that God has given him lifted up to the blesser. And uh, let's take a listen to this first song on the second full album called Hello Hey with Connor Flanagan. I got my morning cup of tea, sun shining down on me, walking down the street, humming a sweet melody. Two shoes on my feet, pockets five dollars deep, that's enough for me. Cause it's the simple things in life that keep reminding me of you. It's the simple things in life that keep reminding me of you. You got me singing like, hello, hey, hallelujah, won't you move me, come and shine through me. Hello, hey, hallelujah. Won't you move me, come and shine through me Hello, hey, hallelujah Go and tell them, KB It's the song on the radio Smile from someone I don't know Little bit of Dunkin' Joe Rain on the window Breaking daily bread on family and friends That's enough for me 
to Ignite Radio Live. What a catchy, moving tune. Hello, hey. And uh, Connor, I don't know if you're one of those musicians and I would understand if you didn't want to be compared to somebody else, but uh, of late, I've been lo- falling in love with Josh Garrels. I'm just so impressed with him, and uh, you are your own person, but he is phenomenal. And honestly, when mm-hmm. I hear a song like that, you're right up there with him. Do you know Josh Garrels? I do, I do. I appreciate that, Greg. I would love, he, uh, he's been, we've kind of been, my buddies and I, the, the household that I was in at Franciscan, we've kind of been following him from his early stages, and so it's cool to see how far he's come, and uh, he is definitely somebody I would love to, to, to sit down with and see if we could collaborate or even just hear more from him in person about his musical journey. Like you said, he's very much his own person, carving out his own genre, carving out his own message his theme and his music and uh and people are really rallying behind it he's really growing it's awesome Uh, that's awesome 
So we're with uh, Connor Flanagan and maybe introduce new to some of, in our listening audience, though I know, Connor, you've been on a couple. There was a, another radio station down south in Ohio that uh, you've been on a number of them. And um, you're a youth minister now in Minnesota, as well as traveling around and playing your music. We are blessed to have you hosted at St. Patrick's and Heather Downs by some household brothers, Alan Badea, who we really love, Alan, Saturday night or whatever with Alan Badea. And uh, we're excited that Connor is going to be joining us at the Ignite Catholic Family Festival. And I just want to encourage our listeners right now to put this on your calendar. It is going to be a wonderful evening of encounter, rediscovering our identity. The theme is made for mission. You know, that those are words we may hear a lot. I don't know if we do, but think about it. How different would our lives be if we recognized not only personally that God is a mission he designed us for it, he's equipping us for it, and families, which again is, is of all ages. There's going to be something for all ages, regardless of state and life. We encourage you to put August 8th on your calendar. Go to massimpact.us. Get that special discount right now uh, and sign up right now for the Ignite Catholic Family Festival. I'm thinking people want to hear some more music, Greg. Before we get there, though, just another connector. We've been very blessed with Mass Impact to have a great relationship with my big brother, Peter Herbeck. I call him my big brother. And uh, somewhere along the lines, it was pretty cool. We were talking about whether it was Lift Jesus Higher, processing something, and somehow Connor's name came up. You know what it was? It was the first Lift Jesus Higher. Connor was the MC for the youth side, and our kids were were ecstatic about him. And it was a good mm-hmm. event, but yeah. they said Connor was the best part of it, and there were many great parts. So our kids were very exuberant about you, Connor. But I, you know, I said to uh, you had called us actually on the way. You said, "Hey, you guys, you know about this event, Lift Jesus Higher?" At the time, it was being managed under our office. I was the head of the Secretariat for Evangelization and Parish Life. So all these connectors, Connor's calling me on the phone saying, "I'm coming to town. Do you know about Lift Jesus Higher?" And oh, by the way, and then telling Peter, "Hey, Peter, you've got this." this awesome young man, you know, related to him. I'm proud to say that. And he laughs and he says, well, you know, he's, he's dating my niece right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> which is, which is very, very cool. And so I've been blessed over the last couple of years to know you a little better, Connor, as a young man out of college and, um, a big theme I'm sure in your life is God, what are the gifts you've given me? What are you asking me to do? How am I meant to use them? Can you point me in that direction? Which, by the way, that whole landscape doesn't ever change, but it's very pronounced, I think, out of college when it's not like uh, go to college and, you know, go to school and classes. Now it's you're, that, you're actively saying, Lord, what do you want in my life? Tell us a little bit about how that is playing out for you, discerning God's will in your life and seeking to do His will. Yeah, wow. Um, I hope I can... You know, we probably could use another two hours <laughs> to go to go through that. Um, but I think, you know, he, the the fact that I'm even playing music is is just I, you know, I owe it all to the Lord. The fact that I'm even in youth ministry, you know, that I have to give the Lord all the credit because I never sang growing up, you know. And it was this little desire in my heart that I had. I was like, Lord, I want to learn guitar and I want to write a song and we'll see where it goes, you know. And even youth ministry, I started marketing at Franciscan. And, hmm. and throughout my time there, you know, my heart was just drawn to these kids. And the, and the Lord kind of used a couple songs I wrote early on to gain some traction with the youth. And I was like, I wonder if I can give more of myself in this area. You know, hmm. I wonder if I can, if I can, you know, commit to doing more with my life than just what I signed up for at Franciscan within a marketing degree. And, and so when I graduated from Franciscan, I, I took a job as a youth minister um, and very little experience. Um, 
but it was one of those, it was just a, a profound yes on my part. It's like, wow, this is so orchestrated by you, Lord. I can't help but say yes. And um, I think I'm able to say yes in those moments because of the prayer that I've had leading up to those moments. You know, not just when mm-hmm. I feel like I need it, not just when I'm faced with a tough decision, but the constant, um, consistent, daily, you know, grueling prayer sometimes when it's um, exhausted at the end of the night or super tired early in the morning, so I have to get up to do it before work or even within the workday. Um, I think a lot of the big decisions that I've had to make in the last, you know, post, in college and post-college um, have been, uh, I don't like saying easier, but have been, um, you know, more peaceful for me because of the prayer that I put in outside of even the, making those decisions, leading up to it after, you know, in between. And, that's, um, and so I think that's a, that's a huge part of just discernment, you know, and, and post-college, it's so hard to keep up a prayer life. It's so hard to stay rooted in the sacraments when you're on your own. And um, But it's, I think it makes all the difference. Amen. And that's such a great reminder, Connor, because I think so often all of us, from the young to the old, expect some great thing to happen in that moment of prayer. Certainly it's relationship, and that is first and foremost, but it's for something specific or whatever, Many people leave frustrated or feel dry or, you know, fill in the blank with whatever adjective might apply when we need to remember that we have a faithful God and he uses those moments later on more often than right then and there. And that just gave beautiful mm-hmm. witness to that. So thank you. So yeah, absolutely. there's another young man that um, I grew up with as a young man looking up to who goes by the name of Francesco Francis of Assisi. And um, I was always moved by the stories of St. Francis who had it all. He had wealth. He had popularity. His father, a wealthy merchant. And just one theme for me as I think about that dramatic moment of St. Francis giving his life um, to God, as many of us say, oh, I could never do that. I could never give up, you know, all of this wealth, power, etc. But the truth is that it's not that he gave up. It's that he had a vision of something greater. He had something. He had a vision of something that was more valuable in his life. And so I noticed on your album you have a song called Assisi. Tell us about your own song here. Yeah. So I had I had, I've only spent spent a very limited time in Assisi. I was there when I studied abroad in Europe, and uh, we did a ten day trip to Rome in Assisi. And about three, almost four days of of those ten were spent in Assisi. And um, I grew up with a great love for Francis. Uh, I took Francis as my confirmation. Thing. And, uh, you know, going to Franciscan, learning about him, studying about him. And, and I was just really excited to be in Assisi. And, uh, and it's a very peaceful place. And around every turn, you feel like Christ is just there. Mm. Um, and because of that, you're left wanting more. You know, you feel his presence there. This was my experience, feeling his presence, feeling his peace, his comfort. Um, but you're, for as much as he's there, it's almost like he's just continuing to beckon you deeper and further into looking for him and searching for him uh, practically in all the different churches and in, in, uh, in, at the hermitage, in the, in the vineyards, you know, where they have little grottoes and chapels and things, mm-hmm. but also internally in, in your heart and your soul and in the, in the times of sitting at, at, at the foot almost of the tomb of St. Francis saying, Lord, you know, why am I here? What are you, what are you trying to speak to me in this moment? And, and so my entire, the, just the three days there, um, I was on this this journey of of trying to encounter the Lord in, in a new way and and constantly in search of Him and um, and so I wanted to really bring that to life. I was like so moved by His presence there and the peacefulness there and the beauty there that I was like people need to be able to experience this if they can never get there, you know. And 
Um, and so obviously it was my idea was to put this song and uh, it was hard. It was really hard to do. And I sat down, you know, I tried so hard to write the song while I was there. Um, I had pages and pages of notes <laughs> and ideas and prayers. And it wasn't until three years after, wow. uh, two, two or three years after that I was actually able, I was in, in my bedroom sitting down one night at school, uh, that I was able to compile all of it, put it together. And I think it's because that song, kind of Greg, like you were saying, you know, earlier we talked about this journey, and uh, a journey of faithfulness and, and commitment to our Lord. Um, that song speaks to a broader journey in my life than, than just that time in Assisi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the constant pursuit of our Lord. And even when we find Him, Him drawing us even further and being willing to take those extra steps and not just being complacent, saying, Lord, I've experienced you, I'm going to stop here. Um, so the, the, the small three-day journey that I've tried to encap, you know, uh, put into this song for people to hear uh, almost speaks to a greater journey in my life of this constant search of our Lord. And, and you know, the, I think the bridge is one of my favorite parts of the song where I say, you know, I cast off all desires of this world for the freedom to surrender that a love that to a love that is forever. That's a daily prayer of mine. It's like, Lord, not my desires, but yours. You know, I want to know your love forever. Um, and, and who so can't it just, relate it to that? To a longer journey. You're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live, and we are blessed to be with Connor Flanagan, an awesome Catholic musician and leader. And this song is off his second album, Close to You, called Assisi. Step down off the bus, rainy day. Open up my eyes, all I see seems the same. The cobblestone streets pave the world beneath me. Yellow brick road, where will you lead me? Up the mountainside, down through the olive tree. Skies overhead, oh so blue. Fields I see green, I make my way back down to the city streets. Cafe window seats, sunset watching me, not to hide. I return the exchange, this window I'm behind. It gives it all the way, my decision to be made. I can't sit behind the glass, in my seat I still remain. As you politely ask me to get up and follow your light. The light that shines through the orange and yellow hits my eyes. It illuminates the room, reminding me of you, telling me what to do. Get up and follow me, my love will find you soon on this street corner is where i'll be guitar on my back empty pockets no money here i'll wait for you the souls of saints that walk this ground sowing seeds of love i found that you come to welcome me here these open arms that i've come to I'm at peace when I'm here with you Early morning sunrise, I awake The song of the birds singing in the new day Pull back the shades, what do I see? All of creation smiling back at me I take a step out the door, two steps on the street I take a deep breath, I can feel it when I breathe Steadily yet more heavily I'm searching for a remedy, a peace to come and settle me, love to come and better me, and I've asked. Now three days have gone past, and underneath this night sky, I'm finding you at last. I can see you in the stars, where the mountains hit the clouds, in the whisper of the winds, off the hillside it resounds. Convicted of your love, my heart's been lifted by your love. This castle, here I stand, arms outstretched high above, from this city on a hill, to your city in my heart. The greatness of your majesty has cast away the dark. At the foot of this castle is where I'll stand. Song on my lips and my heart in my hands Here I wait for you The souls of saints have walked this ground Sowing seeds of love I found That you come to welcome me here 
open arms that I've come to I'm at peace when I'm here with you Cast off all desires of this world For the freedom to surrender To a love that is forever Cast off all desires of this world For the freedom to surrender To a love that is forever Cast off all desires of this world saints have walked this ground or sowing seeds of love I've found that you've come to welcome me here these open arms that I've come to I'm at peace when I'm here with you Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live with Greg Stephanie Schleter and our brother in Christ, good friend Connor Flanagan, who is sharing with us some of his really awesome music and his journey of faith. And uh, folks, I can't say it again strongly enough, uh, sign up for Ignite Catholic Family Festival at massimpact.us. It's on August 8th. It's going to be a wonderful evening. If you've been to an Ignite or if you haven't, you know the power of those events, and uh, that's going to be a key part of it, and I just encourage you to go there. I think this last song with the time that we have left is really going to uh, give us some insight um, that under the hood, if you will, beyond just sitting in church or those external commitments, that there's this realm of, of God's mercy that we're being invited to enter into. It's okay that you're a sinner because if you're not a sinner you don't know the savior i just want to say that to any of our listeners out there right now who are maybe laboring under their own power god is inviting us right now to turn to him to save us from our inclinations and proclivities and um connor as we were talking about this song this last one share with us a little bit about you know your own insight into that dimension of relationship with jesus in the song called beggar man yeah so i wrote this song i was praying with just the story of the passion of our Lord and, and reflecting on the characters and all their different roles and, and um, particularly the apostles, you know, and how they are, you know, Peter uh, is, is our church is founded upon him, you know, the first Pope and had a big role, mm. uh, but he, you know, struggled to, to stay committed to the Lord, you know, and he, he had to continually, every time he fell, he was continually going back seeking mercy. And I think we get tired, you know, it's never the Lord who tires from forgiving us, but we get, tired of seeking mercy for our mm, mistakes and our sinfulness, and, uh, and Peter continued to pursue that, and then you have Judas, who made a huge mistake, who, who committed this grave sin, uh, but did not go running back to the Lord, mm. seeking forgiveness, you know, uh, ran away, and, and we see what ended up happening to him, you know, it was his demise, it was his, his ending, uh, you know, and um, and so this, this song is a reflection of, of my life in comparison um, with their lives. Like, Lord, am I any different than these two men? Mm. Uh, you know, and, and if I and if I am, what is that difference? And, and if I'm not, then where am I at right now? And um, and what I kind of came to pull together from Peter, Judas, and myself is that we're all beggar men. 
we're all begging for the Lord's mercy each and every day. And, and but what are we going to do? Are we going to receive that mercy? Are we going to reject that mercy? Um, and and so this story, this song kind of walks through the story of the passion. The first verse is Peter uh, and how he betrayed Jesus. Um, the second verse is a way is about Judas and Judas handing Jesus over um, to be crucified. And then the bridge comes into kind of my prayer, crying out like, Lord, I'm just a beggar man begging for, mm. for mercy to rescue me. Um, and, and the chorus kind of ties it all together. So it's been, it's one of my favorite songs to pray with, to play and to share just because of the power of the message and the story behind it. Beautiful. Folks, you've been tuned into Ignite Radio Live over the four stations of Annunciation Radio. Very blessed again to have with us tonight Connor Flanagan, and I'm kind of doing a wrap-up now because I want to conclude by just letting Beggar Man be our closing prayer. Just the only little announcement here, August 8th, Ignite Catholic Family Festival. Connor's going to be there with us that night in concert, as well as leading the youth breakout session, which I'm really excited for the high school kids to have that opportunity. Connor, it has been an absolute delight to have you with us and to be in partnership with you in the kingdom building work that you're doing. And uh, I know that we've got many more steps in this common journey together. Uh, Brothers and sisters, let's close tonight listening to this wonderful song from Connor Flanagan, Beggar Man. God bless you all. I could never stay away Even when you go for just a short time to pray I said I needed my sleep But I was only thinking of me I was woken by a scream Swords drawn staring at me You turned and looked me in the eye If only I could say that I tried If only I could say that I tried You took all my sin You took all my shame On the cross crucified You bore all my pain Beaten and whipped Or broken and stripped All so that I Dark, barely a sound How will we know who he is? He'll be the one that I kiss And so I led them through the night To the garden where they'd find Christ Realizing what I had done Tried to feel, but feeling was gone. I tried to feel, but feeling was gone. You took all my sin, you took all my shame. On the cross, crucified, you bore all my pain. Oh, beaten and whipped, broken and stripped.
just a beggar man Begging for mercy's hands To come and rescue Just a beggar man I'm no better man I'm just a beggar man about how God might want you to be a steward with your tithe to make a big difference, please consider the work of Mass Impact, a dynamic Catholic new evangelization movement at the very heart of our church, making a difference in literally thousands of lives. Partner with us now in what recent popes have called the church's most important mission. Go to massimpact.us and click on the Contribute tab. Thank you and God bless. Revive us now. Games are something you play with a board, not with a soul. Let's not sugarcoat this. Satan is getting many to join him through a door called pornography. That door is everywhere a device is. The consequences are devastating. If you or those you love don't have filtering on your computers or devices, you're playing games with souls. You're leaving the door wide open. Please join us now in shutting that door. Go right now to massimpact.us. Click on Covenant Eyes.